Welcome back to The Left Anchor. I'm Alexi the Greek. And I'm Ryan Cooper. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever pagan rituals you may be doing. Um, putting together a Christmas episode for you, our beloved listeners, um, in the, 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 the spirit of the season. And um, It's true. It's true. We, we fondly remember doing the It's a Wonderful Life uh, film review a couple of years back. And, um, you know, there's only one It's a Wonderful Life. So we, we uh, couldn't quite come up with an equivalent, but we thought to do something similar in, you know, the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. So this time we're talking about everyone's two second and third favorite Christmas movies, of course, which are Children of Men and uh, Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. On every top 10 Christmas movie list, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought we could, we could start off, start off with children of men. You know, this is, this movie is, is uh, getting on in years. I think it was 2007. Um, 2006, 2006. 2006 yeah. yeah. Came out when I was in college. Uh, you know, if you, if you haven't seen it, um, you know, I feel like it really is a classic at this point, but if you haven't seen it, I would recommend shutting the episode off and going to watch it real quick. I think it's really, really good. One of yes. my favorite movies ever. And same here, highly worth a watch. And we'll definitely, yeah, no, be, this is, there will be spoilers and you, you definitely, this is one of those films that, um, will stay with you. And, and I think for, for many people who watch, uh, will be, um, one of the ones they'll always remember. So definitely save this episode for after you've seen it, if you haven't already. Yeah. And it is best to go in cold, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. not one of those, you know, obscure European films where you can't figure out what the hell's happening unless you have a little guidebook. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're not worried about doing spoilers for Die Hard. If you haven't seen Die Hard by now, you probably <laughs> never will. So, <laughs> yeah. And before we, before we dive in though, Die Hard was the first thing that came to mind because it's kind of funny that people debate whether it's a Christmas movie. So we thought that would be, since we couldn't come up with It's a Wonderful Life level Christmas movie, uh, which again, for me is like maybe my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Die Hard was kind of a funny, uh, well, might as well talk about Die Hard as a Christmas movie and, and see what we think of that. Um, with, you know, the, the traditional political analysis uh, connected uh, with the film analysis there. But Children of Men, we thought of um, as a Christmas movie for reasons we'll get into after we, we dig into it a little bit. But um, thematically, obviously, there, it's a dark, dark film. Um, and, you know, it took place not long after the beginning of the long war on terror, right after the invasion of Iraq, a couple of years. And, um, but it nonetheless, I think has a certain kind of Christmas spirit that we'll get to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we can just go through the, the plot of the movie real quick, you know, so, uh, it's a, it's a future of, I forget the year exactly, but it's 2027, 2027. And so it's been, uh, from, 2009 to 2027, uh, there have been no new births, mass infertility, uh, mass sterility for the last 18 years, going back to 2009. So, uh, you know, in 2006, that that was still a little ways away. And now, of course, we're, we're a little close to that dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Clive Owen plays Theo, the main character. Um, and... Basically, you know, 
uh, he's British and, he's, and they're in the in Britain and Britain has turned basically into a, a hardcore authoritarian state um, that it, it's pers- the, the, the messaging, at least in the propaganda. It's unclear whether this is true or not, but it's that every other country basically has completely fallen to pieces and only Britain soldiers on Um and it's certainly plausible to think that there's a huge amount of social disruption elsewhere because there's a massive uh, uh, problem in the context of the movie of, of illegal immigration, people trying to escape to Britain as being still a sort of functional society. And there are these right. huge uh, immigrant camps and, um, you know, massive police surveillance everywhere, the military's everywhere. And um, there are rebels against the, the authority. And it's it's portrayed as an extraordinarily bleak, despairing uh, place where people have basically given up hope. There's there's a sort of cult around this guy who was the youngest person in the world who's now 18. And yeah. the movie opens with him having been assassinated by some nut. Uh, and, you know, there's just like mass grieving all around uh, Britain at the news at this um the the bait what do they call them baby something yeah baby um i forgot it doesn't really matter what his name is but um he's world famous he's a celebrity for being um the kind of youngest person that's still uh around diego ricardo and, um yeah baby diego baby diego and, and so we we open with the kind of news of his stabbing and death and then immediately after our main character theo who's getting his coffee by the way mark fisher uh who we'll talk about a bit he wrote uh, a chapter on um that include analysis of this film and he points out that like um even though it's like a full fascist authoritarian state with internment camps and all that you still have your franchise coffee places that coexist with the fascism right (laughs) and you and this government bureaucrat and other people still have their nine to five jobs uh right so um that's the kind of like beginning of the film um and yeah, so so that the world building begins immediately with uh, a bomb exploding and with these images and with this news. Yeah, and by the way, it's it's unclear what's what's causing the infertility, but I think it's implied to be pollution. There's a lot of um, images in the film of just like pollution spewing cars, like devastated landscapes full of like toxic waste. Um, and, you know, yeah, you have like the, the scientific, we did this to ourselves. And then we have like the religious people who are like, this is God punishing us for, for our sins. So it's like either way, secular or not, it seems like people think we did this to ourselves. Right. In some way. Yeah. Yeah. You have these, um, millenarian cults, you know, out there like preaching on the street corner, you know, like flagellating themselves. And then you have these advertisements for like suicide pills from the government that are just like, you can't take it anymore. Just like walk out into the sunset. Um, what is it called? Quietas or something. It's, it's like a pharmaceutical <laughs> so ad bleak. for suicide. Um, but so the, the, the big sort of turn in the movie happens when a pregnant woman is discovered and, well, yeah, and specifically, so um, Theo's wife or ex-wife, it's unclear if they're divorced or separated or if they never got married, but the kind of Julianne Moore is the person that Clive Owen um, had been partnered with and was in, lo- was in love with. But, um, you know, they, they we, we find out they kind of uh, went separate ways because their small child um, died in a flu pandemic, 
actually, when it was a small child and that they couldn't overcome that. Um, but she ended up being the head of the fishes, which was, you know, a kind of environment, not, I'm sorry, immigrant rights terror group, um, yeah. that, uh, that is smuggling, it, you know, unbeknownst to Theo is smuggling, um, what will be the first pregnant woman in 18 years. Right. But this teen who I think it's very purposeful is, um, what they call a, a Fuji, right? Like a refugee. Um, and you know, there's all the, the anti-Islam, anti-immigrant, uh, you know, still with us, obviously, the, the xenophobia, uh, Islamophobia, and um, anti-immigrant racism. But 2006, it was pretty stark as well, right? Um, so, but I think for a reason, she's the one that is the first pregnant woman uh, since this calamity began. Yeah. And, um, but that's a big reveal after... A number of things happen, and Theo is is kind of roped into uh, helping her get transit papers and taking her to hopefully this group called the Human Project um, that could help her with her baby and keep her safe and so forth. But um, but a lot of things happen before that. So so that that's the the thrust of the movie is rescuing this girl from um, one being a, a wanted refugee. Uh, and two, protecting her as she's pregnant and about to give birth. Like she's ready to give birth when he, he meets her. And so, yeah, so he, he, uh, up until that point is kind of roped in by his, um, his ex and ostensibly is getting involved just because he needs a little money, but really it's because he's kind of pining after his wife and misses her and so forth. Um, but then, then she gets killed and it gets complicated real quick. That's the end of the preview folks. As usual, we like to mention that this podcast is sponsored by the American Prospect Magazine. So if you want to listen to the whole thing, uh, you could subscribe at $5 a month. If you want that plus a free subscription to the website, uh, plus the opportunity for a steeply discounted print subscription, you can do that if you so wish at $10 a month. And uh, otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.